And today's gospel, we hear about the adult Jesus. It's the first time that we hear about him. We see a new beginning and a transformation in him. In the Acts passage, we also see a new beginning through the Holy Spirit. We have the opportunity to begin again, all the time through the forgiveness that God offers. It's not just a once in a lifetime event. God offers us this opportunity to look forward every day. Mark's already set the scene of a transformation, telling the story of how Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled through John the Baptist, who was making preparations for Jesus to come. The whole passage talks about new beginnings and how the world has changed. Now the Son of God, the Messiah, is present. People are offered the opportunity to relate to God in a different way, through repentance and accepting Jesus as God's Son. But rather than mulling over and dwelling on past wrongdoings, it relates much more to the offer of a new future. In our Acts reading, we see Paul asking the Ephesians if they received the Holy Spirit when they were baptised. In the previous chapter, Luke, um, the, Luke has introduced the evangelist Apollos, who was working with the church in Corinth. Apollos knew only of the baptism of repentance that John offered but he had a burning enthusiasm, but he wasn't so familiar with the Holy Spirit. So we see Paul finishing that off and baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus, which enabled them to say, Jesus is Lord. In this new beginning, they have new life through the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues and the proclamation of prophecy. This baptism enabled them to talk to God and their community in new ways. And I just want to say to you, Happy New Year. I hope you have a blessed 2021, however it's going to pan out. Now, New Year is a time when we can take stock and reflect on how we'd like our lives to be and maybe decide to make some changes. It's an opportunity for a new start, a new beginning in a small part of our lives. I was thinking about this and I thought this year I'm going to get fit, get thin, read my Bible more, pray more. But the bad news is that I probably won't get to do all that. I'm happy that I made a New Year's resolution many years ago that I've kept ever to this day. And I decided that I wasn't going to make any, New Year's, any more New Year's resolutions, and I never have. Our readings this morning are both about beginnings. I'm going to look at the Mark reading in particular and see what it has to say about those new beginnings. Sometimes these are heralded so that we know that something is coming in advance. John was the man who had the news about Jesus starting his ministry. But to go and see John wasn't a simple journey. I think last week it was mentioned about the three wise men going on a long journey. But actually, if you wanted to go and see John, he was based in the wilderness near the Jordan River. And it was about 21 kilometers walk if you were going. And the road out of the city takes a steep descent. And if you have to go off road through the wilderness, the climb's even more difficult. A visit to John would probably last you the whole day. And it's quite a long day's trip. But despite this, John was getting plenty of visitors. And what he was doing was similar to the prophets, calling for a repentance and a new turning to God 
and offering forgiveness. But John included his baptism with water, something that had only previously been a requirement for the Gentile converts to Judaism. John, we are told, would not baptize anybody without a clear statement of repentance. His message is clear. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And one day, Jesus is there waiting to be baptized. Now in Matthew's account, we see that John didn't really know why uh, Jesus needed baptism. But Jesus tells him, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. John consents and Jesus is baptized. He was baptized to begin his mission to bring the message of salvation to all, to show support for John's ministry, to identify with our humanness. We see Jesus starting another phase. The baptism will have taken place in front of that crowd that was already listening to John and others who were there to receive baptism. It's Jesus' public declaration of his ministry. He had gone from being someone who was pre preparing to someone who was ready. It's a new start, a change of lifestyle, and it's a time to get started. And by going through this unnecessary baptism, he has aligned himself with all of us, those who do need that baptism and forgiveness. He now has that experience that his followers will later share, something in, in common with our humanity. As Jesus comes up from out of the water, he sees heaven being torn open. And I don't think this is just like somebody taking a strip of wallpaper off a wall. It's more like the whole wall being removed. So Jesus can now see things clearly from his father's point of view. After the vision, a voice is heard from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Hearing this must have been very encouraging to Jesus. He tore down the barrier that the people of Jesus' time believed separated earth and heaven, the thing that made it impossible for humanity to reach God. The only other time we see any reference to this is at the end of Mark's gospel, when he uses it as Jesus' death, when the veil in the temple was torn down, and that was to signify another new beginning. God's spirit comes powering through like a dove coming down. Here we see all three members of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And encouragement was exactly what Jesus was need, needed, because in the next verse, we read of Jesus going into the wilderness and being tempted. But that story is for another day. We must remember that Jesus, a long time ago, made a decision to follow his father, and now he has made a public declaration by his baptism. Now, for me, baptism didn't occur until I was well over the age of 40. Maybe that's the same for you, but most people are baptized as a child. And I expect that there are a number of us here and out there where that's your experience. The church provides confirmation, a special service where someone who's been baptized as an infant can stand up and make a declaration of faith. Our baptism provides us with that link with Jesus. 
the, the, um, the confirmation service gives you a chance to make that public declaration, gives us that link to Jesus. And I, you, I'll ask you to hear the word that he says, you are my son or daughter whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. Now we're learning to do things differently on Zoom. Going to a, gives you a chance to go to other churches if you would like to, or partake in, in worship in different ways. We're getting used to doing everything differently. But each year we are offered the chance to do a covenant service. We're offered this new beginning, a beginning where we look forward with words of total commitment to God. We say the words, I am no longer my own, but yours. Your will, not mine, be done in all things, wherever you may place me. So before we go into that service, I just want to leave you with a couple of questions. I'm not going to give you the answers, but I ask that you reflect on them, maybe during the week. What can we do to help us keep the promises that we have made in this covenant service for the rest of the year, rather than just till the end of January? And how can we move forward and do things differently to share the good news of Jesus? What barriers do we have? How can we remove those barriers that get in the way of other people seeking a new beginning by seeking God or Jesus in the future? How do we help people to look forward and focus on that looking forward on a, as a spiritual process of forgiveness towards a new future? <laughs>